Listening to Living with Cramla on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM, at least for the time being, because the news is dire here at the radio station. But uh, we won't go into that because this is a fun show. And speaking of fun, let things off with a Wrigley's Double Mint commercial from 1988, very iconic commercial, and then that went into um, Angelo Baralminti. Um, pretty sure that's how you say his name. I did a lot of work with um, David Lynch, and you just heard his uh, Twin Peaks theme. Uh, right after that, you had Moby with Go, and then it was Twin Shadow with Five Seconds, and um, there you go, that's everything you've heard this week on the show. And uh, yeah, we're going to do uh, a theme show this week. Um, we're going to do doubles, or twins, however you want to look at it. 
So uh, what does that mean for you, the listener? That means that we're going to play back-to-back songs from uh, indie, alternative, and electronic music artists that you've been hearing here for a while. Uh, Living with Grandma on WGOT, and uh, we'll get into that in a minute or two. But uh, before we do that, if we're following the show outline, this would be the time of uh, Living with Grandma that we do um, uh, 6th Street News. So what's happening along 6th Street this week here in Gainesville in the middle, actually I guess it's more like the last quarter of August and a brutally hot month. Well, 6th Street News, uh, we'd say that the big news this week is that the college students uh, are coming back to Gainesville in droves, and that's both a blessing and a curse. Blessing, because truthfully, bring a lot of energy to the sound, or the, the sound, I don't know what I was saying. They bring a lot of energy to uh, the city, but uh, also there's a lot of traffic and other issues, but uh, in generally have a positive net effect. But uh, more on that, coming up in a second. Um, and I just don't have a ton of news to report uh, from 6th Street because afternoon thunderstorms um, have been prevalent in the last couple days and you combine that with really excessive daytime heat and I really have not been out on my bike on patrol very much uh, along 6th Street in the zone but I've been out some I've uh, been out enough to know that Elmore the Possum we've been talking about 12 weeks no it's gotta be longer than 12 weeks it's gotta be like 16 weeks but anyway Elmore the Possum, uh, the decaying uh, roadkill, he's still out there decaying on the 6th Street sidewalk in front of Oak Walk, and if you're listening to the Thursday premiere of the show, that marks 112 days that uh, Elmore's been out there, and he's been baking in the sun for a while, and at this point, it truly, I mean, it is just a pile of fur. No small bones, no cartilage, no tail, none of that, not whatsoever. All that stuff's been scavenged at this point. It's just a pile of fur. And a little pile of fur, I got this funny thought in my head when I rode by it for like the 200th time. At this point, it looks almost exactly like the Uncle Lewis toupee in uh, Christmas Vacation. And it was played by the late great William Hickey. So if you've seen that movie um, even half as many times as I have, you know exactly about the toupee and actor that I'm talking about. And that's what this uh, decomposition looks like after 112 days. Um, but news-wise, again, it's got to be that the students are back in town. And I found this out firsthand when I went up to uh, pick some food up at uh, Tim Tup Thai, which happens to be right by UF, and again, they are not a show sponsor. And in fact, I often mispronounce their name. I can't ever remember whether it's Tim Tup or Tup Tim. Either way, Thai food place on the corner, almost the corner of uh, University and 13th. That's that's what we're talking about, and um, that's something interesting. Go. Well, by my definition of interesting, that's something interesting happened at Tim Tup Thai that has never happened to me before. 
uh, a little background information there to explain it if you are at all familiar with um, that location then you're going to know a couple of things and um, first up anyone that's ever uh, driven there you know how terrible the parking is and to park there you actually have to turn off of university and go down this like road northwest 12th drive which isn't even really a road it's just this tiny little single lane road um, that is also happens to be two ways because most single lanes have one direction uh, this single lane you can go in either direction up and down it and uh, let's see you, know, you better hope if, you, if you're making a right or left onto it that there isn't someone coming in the opposite direction your way then once you uh, manage to navigate that road and reach the parking lot it is a tiny parking lot with only 10 spots so I'm driving to pick up takeout because there's no way in my thriftiness that I would ever allow myself to call Uber Eats or DoorDash to deliver food so like in my personal world the only acceptable uh, food that you would pay to be delivered that would be pizza because I'm old school all other types of food you have to either pick them up or you have to sit down in the restaurant and eat them there so I'm going to pick up food at Tim Tup Thai and I'm making uh, that turn onto that really sketchy single lane road that goes both directions uh, just off of a uh, University Avenue and as I'm doing that I notice right in front of me there's like a dark green SUV it's making the same exact turn to go down that road right in front of me and of course I know immediately the only reason they're going down this road is because they're going to the same restaurant as me and that uh, is when my competitive side kicked in uh, so I'll explain that in a second but my goal here is to follow this SUV into the same little tight parking lot but through my superior parking skills uh, my ultimate plan is that I'm going to beat this person in front of me to the restaurant and a race to the cash register um, in front of Tup Tim Thai why might you ask um, why am I doing this why is it important well truthfully there are logical and illogical reasons why I behave this way the most logical reason for talking about logic is that there is only one person running this one cash register in the front of the store despite how popular it is the same person is taking phone calls um, they are playing host or hostess uh, seating people and also crazy enough they are running from the front end of the restaurant the back end uh, where the kitchen is to deliver food to uh, the takeout people which means that the line behind the single register it can move painstakingly slow even if you've already placed your order like myself and you see it sitting right there on the table all bagged up and ready to go and look 
Uh, we're all big fans of John Taffer on the show uh, from Bar Rescue. And one of the things that he um, brings up often is he stresses that a bar or restaurant, you have to have reliable systems in place. Which, after an honest evaluation, are sometimes lacking at uh, some time, meaning this. You can wait a long time to pick up an order that you placed online and paid for like five, 45 minutes ago. So that's one of the reasons why you don't want to wait in line there. The illogical reason though is I think I've got to be honest and I'm just like psychologically driven to be first in line and I, I, I have no reason why I'm that way. And probably if my therapist wasn't named Dr. Wikipedia, I might actually get like a, a reasonable answer to why I feel this drive. Anyway, all that I know is that I've got to beat this person to the register. So again, I'm going to quickly park in a hopefully available spot, because at this point I don't even know if there are or is an open spot here at Top Tim Thai. I'm going to quickly park if there's a parking place. Um, I'm going to quickly turn off my car engine, put it in park, I'm going to jump out the door and pretty much like Olympic style speed walk my way to a gold medal. Uh, which would mean that I'm first in line at that cash register, despite the fact I came in after the girl in the green uh, SUV. Um, now, having said all of this, this may or may not be surprising, but I've done this many, many times in my life. Not necessarily at this restaurant, but in other situations where um, I want to be first in line. And here's the thing, I'm undefeated. I've never, once I've set this goal for myself, that I'm going to beat someone in the store, I've never actually had anyone ever get there before me. Um, until this day. <laughs> because as soon as I basically throw my car door open and jump out like a maniac, the person who had turned right before me, it did turn out to be a lady, I already mentioned that, um, and she was already out of her SUV and 10 feet ahead of me. And she's got a probably a brisk walking pace as well. So I have no idea how she managed this because no one has ever beat me um, at this game before if I wanted to, to beat them to be first in line. And frankly, it was rather shocking to myself anyway that I lost this competition now, truth be told, I could have had options. I could have started jogging or running, and she may or may not have actually foot raced me um, to be the first one uh, into the building through the door at the cash register. But I've been working on myself. So I decided that the, the right thing to do would be to take this uh, defeat graciously, uh, reminding myself of how refined I've become over the years, but truthfully, I mean, this woman, I, she totally smoked me uh, to the front door, unbelievably so, and where I come from, game recognizes game, and this 
is how I wound up figuring out that like all the students were uh, back in town because uh, Tup Tim Tai or Tim Tup Tai was packed uh, for the first time in a while. Like eighty five percent of it was women too, which I wasn't complaining about. But uh, of course, what wound up happening is I had to wait and wait and uh, wait at the front register while also staring directly at my order that was sitting there bagged up just totally ready for me to uh, run out the, the door and go in and enjoy but I did have a consolation prize and it would be this I did get to enjoy this interesting conversation between these two 19 year old women uh, standing directly behind me uh, there was a lot of talk of uh, rice and carbs if I if I can summarize them in one sentence, but uh, yeah, that is uh, Sixth Street News. So uh, let's get into the doubles. So we're gonna do, like I said, back to back songs from an artist here for the rest of the show, and we got new music from Death Cab for Cutie, and the song is called "An Arrow in the Wall." Thank you. 
gasoline vapors, a thousand drums waking up the neighbors. I can feel the fissures in the freeways, the rusted steel, deception in the handshake. In the handshake, an arrow in the wall, arrow in the wall. Take it as a warning that you're gonna fall, you're gonna fall, even if you're soaring. Take it as a warning. This machine.
Okay, that is uh, all the loss. Right on time. If you're listening on the radio or podcast, you're right on time to Living with Cranwell on WGOTLP Gainesville. Before that, in this doubles episode, you had two from Death Cab for Cutie. First song was An Arrow in the Wall. And guess what? The second song was An Arrow in the Wall, but you got the Church's remix of that one. Then, you really got a threesome, because from there, with the Church's remix, I went directly to a new song from Church's called Manhattan. And right after that, got back into the doubles uh, world. Two songs from a band that's new to me, but I really love. Uh, lots of cool jangle indie pop. It's Diners, Working on My Dreams, and then uh, Diners. Someday I'll go surfing. And uh, then, like the song before the last one from Ala Lost, was another one from Ala Lost called uh, Sky Club. And that is everything you have heard on our show today here on Living with Cramla. Um, so, my producer, which happens to be me, because uh, this is a volunteer show. Uh, my producer is telling me right now that we should uh, talk about our special topic of the week. And the topic this week is going to be trying new things. Something parents often encourage their children to do. Um, so you're probably immediately asking yourself, well, what did uh, I try new this week? Well, Come with me on this journey, and I will tell you. Let's begin. Number one. Earlier, I mentioned my uh, fun trip to Tup Tum Tai, where a remarkable young woman expertly outraced me into the door of the restaurant. And uh, this goes with that. I've ordered... I think almost every single menu item uh, from Tub Tim Tai, but there are a couple I've never ordered, and one of them would be Pad Lad Na, which I ordered. And if you're interested, it is a stir fried flat rice noodle with broccoli and brown gravy, according to their website. And um, I'm not like the hugest fan of brown gravy and different types of. Uh, Asian food, so um, it's one of the reasons I was reluctant to try this, but uh, I got really crazy because not only did I order something brand new, I also ordered it with pork instead of my usual chicken, and I uh, was rewarded with what I would describe as a uh, delightful meal. I really enjoyed it. Now, I probably wouldn't order it again, but... I might. New thing number two. Alright, so next, after uh, trying some new food this week, kind of by accident, truthfully, um, but I tried a new gas pump. Now, I've frequently spoken on the show about how I always park at pump 11 at gate anytime I shop there, even if I'm not purchasing gas. Um, but this time, someone was actually parked at Pump 11, and it's the first time I've ever seen anyone actually park there besides me that I can remember. And it turns out that I actually needed gas as well as a high lie and a Kit Kat, but uh, 
So this meant that I was gonna be able to park at 11, I was gonna to have to go to a different pump, and I chose pump five uh, for actually a good reason. I chose pump five because when I was growing up, channel five was the cable channel for HBO, and HBO is my favorite channel. Turns out though, that picking a new pump, pump five, it had its own rewards. Because pump five, this is pretty amazing stuff. Pump 5 actually pumps gas at a rate that's probably twice as fast as Pump 11. Pump 11 has always been slow, and I just assume, like, oh, probably all the pumps here are slow, but it's not the case. Pump 5 is pretty fast. And I would never have discovered Pump 5 if I were really afraid to try new things. Um, that said, I'll probably continue to park at pump 11, but when I need gas, uh, I'm parking at pump 5 because it's so much faster. New thing number three, tennis shoes. I don't like spending money on myself. Uh, so in general, I tend to only have two pair of Nikes at one time. One of them is my old pair that I wear outside if I think it's going to rain, and then one of them is like my newer pair. That's my that's the system I use. Um, and I do like Nike for shoes, whatever the politics are behind the country or the company. That's another separate issue, but I like Nike because for me personally, uh, Nikes tend to produce less foot odor, like after a month or two of me and uh, heavy athletic use, other shoes they tend to smell a lot quicker for me, but uh, the type of Nike that I usually purchase, a tennis shoe, is actually, I think, technically a gymnastics shoe, and I'm putting gymnastics up here in air quotes. You can't see it because there's a new video component uh, to the radio show, um, but I've been wearing these gymnastics shoes, according at least to the Nike marketing, and to be clear, I am not a gymnast, but um, I prefer the gymnast model because... It's relatively inexpensive, but more importantly, it is extremely light. Uh, the particular brand of Nikes I wear almost feel like you have slippers on. But this time, though, I decided I was going to try something new because this was a week of new stuff for me. So instead of the gymnastic shoes I would normally buy, I bought these Nike running shoes partly because they were on sale. And partly because um, I've never had a shoe before that had like the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, color combinations uh, scheme, which is black and yellow. And I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers team necessarily, but I've always liked their uniforms and their colors. So I was kind of excited to get these black and yellow Nikes. And I, I bought these running shoes and discovered something truly amazing. And that would be that they are bouncy. And it was kind of like walking around on that material that if you've been like on any of the modern uh, playgrounds in America, there's no more mulch, there's no more sand. They have this bouncy stuff that's I think is made at least partly out of recycled car tires. So as you're walking across them, you're walking like on a really weak, like the worst trampoline ever, but it is a little bit bouncy, if that explains it to people that don't spend time on uh, children's playgrounds, but um, 
truth be told, my old gymnastic shoes, though I liked them because they were light and they uh, they allowed air to circulate through my feet and not smell too poorly, they never had much support for my uh, arch. And I uh, put these on and I immediately feel like I'm walking on the moon. And, uh, you know, it was it was pretty crazy. It's almost like wearing trampoline shoes, to be honest with you. That's how comfortable these new running shoes. Now, the jury's still out. It could be after two months. I don't like them, and I'm going to go back to my gymnastic shoes. But for now, I'm happy that I tried new shoes. Okay, let's see. Oh, I have one more. Uh, so number four new things over the week. And uh, this is a person. And his name is Theo Vaughn. Now I'm not going to bore you and try to describe anything about Theo Vaughn other than to say that he is a comedian well known for having a mullet who was on MTV Road Rules a long time ago. And uh, a lot of the comedians that I really like, they also seem to all be big fans of Theo. And I've also seen clips of him on other uh, comedians' podcasts and thought, eh, he's kind of funny. Now, I was watching a lot of YouTube this week, which is something I've never done before, speaking of new things. And I decided, well, since I'm already on YouTube watching a bunch of their videos, why don't I watch this guy, Theo Vaughn, that a lot of people seem to like. I'm going to watch him do some stand-up. I'm going to watch this podcast as a video component that he hosts on YouTube. Now, I can't remember the names. It's got like some kind of generic title. Not that important. Uh, not a cool title like Living with Cramble anyway. But uh, guess what? Uh, I still don't think he's, he's very funny. Except for when Theo Vaughn is like on other people's shows. So... Yeah, that was turned out to be a thumbs down on that new thing. So uh, Theo Vaughn ruined like my hot streak of trying new things this week. And I could have gone four for four, or even like five for five, but glass half full, I still went for uh, three out of four. Uh, trying new things, which is a success rate. If you divide three divided by four, you'll find out is 75 hundredths probably better known as 75%. Um, uh, so listeners and uh, people that like the show, what new things did you try this week? You can DM me if you want. I'll read them on next week's show. Uh, for example, maybe you bought a new pack of underwear, or you tried deep dish pizza for the first time, or maybe you picked up a new sport like pickleball, or uh, maybe ketamine. Uh, the world is your oyster when you try new things. So that wraps up topics for this week, which means it's music time. Got a pair on doubles today from The Kills, and first up you're going to hear uh, The Kills with LAX on Living with Playmore. Yeah. 
hold the weight when it falls on me I take a break but they call on me Design in a world where the good don't be I see everything you do is the truth Music from LSD XOXO called The Devil's Chariot. You've heard it here before on Living at Cramwell. You've also heard it on my electronic music show, uh, Cramwell Mix Show, so big fan of that. Before that, on this Doubles episode of uh, Living with Cramwell, we had two from The Kills. First was L.A. Hex, and then it was uh, New York. Then two from Queens of Stone Age. The first one's Emotion Sickness. The second one is called Negative Space, and then for uh, LSDXOXO. You just heard The Devil's Chariot, but before that, you got a double tap. Um, both really cool songs, and you're caught up to the show this week. So we, uh, in segment one, we do Sixth Street News, according to my outline, and segment two, we do the topic of the week, check. And then in week three, it's TV and movies, except this week, really watch technically any TV or any movies, which is so weird for me. Uh, I should probably get my head checked, but um, I did spend a lot of my uh, viewing time this week on a screen, and that screen would be connected to this app called YouTube. And I try new things this week. I already mentioned that in the topics, and I've never really spent a lot of time at YouTube other than watching uh, music videos, looking for new music, listening to new bands. YouTube is a really good resource for that. So that's pretty much it uh, for my YouTube consumption. I do realize how popular it is um, for especially younger generations, but this week, uh, because of some circumstances out of my control, I decided that I am going to take a deep dive into YouTube and I'm going to find out what all the hubbub is, what, I mean, what all the kids are freaking out about, this YouTube thing. And the first thing on my YouTube adventure that I really checked out were live sporting events. I watched a replay of this uh, ECI World Championship uh, road bike race that was in Glasgow. I watched that and then um, watched a couple days of this live surfing contest in Tahiti um, for uh, the WSL World Surfing League. I think that's it. Um, but it was the last event of the year. And then I also watched a couple hours of the Women's World Indoor Climbing Championships, which I think were in Boulder. And I was so surprised how good the production was, uh, basically because I think of GoPro cameras at this point, but the production was great for all of these events. It looked really professional. And then I came to the realization um, that, like myself, I like a lot of sports. And if you, yourself, you like a lot of sports, and they aren't really shown on television, else TV basically shows what uh, 
American football, world football, they show uh, baseball and basketball, and that's about it. Um, so everything else, it turns out, has migrated over to YouTube. So it's a perfect place for someone like myself who likes surfing and climbing and biking and weird sports, and none of them are on ESPN, not even ESPN Ocho. And speaking of surfing, uh, one of the things that I really liked this week that I watched was all of season one of this um, show featuring surfer Kelly Slater called Lost Tapes, as he's, I think it's from 2019. Um, but he's 47 years old at the end of his career, still competing at a very high level, and going across the world at these like unbelievably beautiful locations. So um, that was a really interesting show to watch, and uh, especially if you like travel type entertainment. And uh, it's beautifully shot. And unfortunately, though, I think the new season is actually stuck behind a paywall over there at Apple TV. Um, but season one is on YouTube. Next, let's talk about comedy. Because here, my friends, is where YouTube uh, shines brightly. Every comedy podcast that you can imagine that you might listen to um, is available on YouTube. Almost all of them. And almost every single comedy special that you can't find right now on Netflix, you can probably find it available to stream on YouTube for basically free. Um, uh, next on YouTube, I earlier I mentioned um, not like when I was trying new things, one of the things I tried was like the Yvonne stand-up comedy and his sense of humor and I just at the end of it, it was okay, some of it was, but I just wasn't really, like, a big fan as uh, some of the other people that seemed to really like him, but I did, after watching a little bit of, well, not a little bit, like a medium amount of Theo Vaughn, I did turn around and I was able to watch, I think, every single Mitch Hedberg performance, stand-up performance that I could find, as well as a really great stand-up performance I've never seen before uh, uh, from Steve Martin that he filmed like in the Troubadour, like in the mid-70s, totally free, available on YouTube. Another, like, really cool um, comedy-related thing about YouTube is that both Conan O'Brien and David Letterman, they have their own, like, dedicated YouTube channels, which basically just, they take the best clips from the show and they put them up there, and not surprisingly, all of those are, are pretty funny if you like that style of comedy. Um, finally, one of the things I really liked about just watching YouTube was that there is an unending <laughs> uh, river of these great like documentary subjects that, that people have put out over the year. Uh, these documentaries for virtually any subject in the world you can think of uh, and every subject I just, it's kind of mind-blowing. Anything that you can think of, there is a semi-decent, well-made documentary uh, available for you to watch free on YouTube. I promise you, um, as long as it doesn't <laughs> violate, like, the uh, violence or the nudity standards of YouTube, it's on there. But, um, 
Uh, so I'm, I'm watching like all these different little documentaries about people and subjects and vice in particular, um, which I had when I had Sling TV. It's got like a really good variety of different subjects, and it actually allowed me to find out who this Liver King guy is that I've been hearing about forever. It uh, turns out he's a steroid guy that ate like uh, liver live on camera, but that's a whole waste of your time to know that if you didn't already. Um, but by a wide margin, my favorite thing that I watched this week on YouTube was a documentary series about this guy, a DJ, a producer. His name's Fisher. He right now is one of the biggest DJs and producers um, absolutely in the world, while still impressively, in my opinion, being able to maintain some of this like underground cred uh, for DJing and producing. But anyway. Um, He's one of the biggest DJs and producers in the world, and they're just following him around, uh, touring with the camera, and this dude is quite the character, uh, quite literally, because depending on what side you are on the fence about Fisher, you're either going to think he's super obnoxious, or probably super funny, or maybe, maybe a little bit of both, um, as he is, like, fictional, or non-fictional, Fisher is, in my opinion, one of the craziest uh, DJs that you're ever going to see, like, on uh, television. It, so much so that there was points in the show where I was wondering whether it was, like, make-believe, reels, and improv, um, and I still don't exactly know, uh, because Fisher himself, he is... Uh, like one of the craziest characters I've ever seen on TV. That's the simplest way to put it. And as like I said, as a DJ, Fisher's uh, pretty decently sound technically, and he does actually mix live instead of playing like the traditional uh, pre-recorded set that most EDM guys do. That show's called uh, what is it called? It's kind of simple. Oh, it's called Follow the Fish. Yeah, about DJ Fisher. And if you like comedy, electronic music, or documentaries about musicians touring, then you're going to love this one, <laughs> no doubt. But uh, anyway, um, like I said, the coolest thing about it is that, you know, you don't have to pay for it. It is free with ads, of course, um, on uh, YouTube if you want to check that out. It's like 15 episodes. In the beginning, they're only three minutes apiece, but at the end, it seems like they're settling into about uh, five or 15 minutes for each episode. So there you go. That's my pick of the week there on YouTube. Uh, Fisher, follow the fish. But uh, let's follow along and get into uh, some music here on Double. So next up, you're going to have two tracks from Munya. First is uh, Once Again, featuring uh, Kai Nalu. Oh, you lose a face. You know 
Okay, that is um, two in a row from the artist known as Georgia. And the last one you heard was Give It Up For Love. Great way to end the show this week here on uh, Living With Grandma and WGOTLP Gainesville. But before that, you had another song from Georgia called All Night and a really fun kind of indie pop there. And speaking of indie pop, before that, you had two from Munya. Or Manya. I really don't know exactly which pronunciation she uses, so I'm embarrassed to say that. But anyway, Manya, Munya, you had once again featuring, uh, speaking of names I can't pronounce, uh, Kainalu, and then another one from Munya called Andutwa. There's my French again. I can speak French. Um, so I'm going to go Munya uh, for that artist's name, because I believe she's from uh, Montreal, which has a lot of Canadian people, but uh, that's it. I'm done. Station's in bad shape. We talk about donating all the time. Uh, you can do that at the WGOT Facebook page or uh, become a subscriber on Patreon for a couple bucks a month. I'm online at Cramler Radio Shows, and you can find this in past episodes of many other shows I've done for WGOT over the last couple of years that you can listen to. But uh, there you go. Uh, no closer this week because of the doubles format. Sorry. Bye. See you next week.